and good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast for a new week. It's February 6th, unfortunately. I mean, we are in the dog days of the year. I know people say the dog days are the summer because it's hot. And if you live in the city, particularly, um, you know, you go outside, you don't have a car. It's just you just sit on your stoop. You know, I mean, it's just it's hot. You don't feel like doing much. Some people in the city in the summertime play basketball or run. I don't know how these guys do it because when I lived in Philadelphia, it was stiflingly hot in the summer. Now, Chicago wasn't as bad. You know, it only gets so hot in Chicago and you don't get the um, you don't get the humidity that you get on the East Coast or like in the South where it's really bad. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Florida in the summertime. Just it's absolutely brutal. There's no way you can stay um, outside of the air conditioning, even at night for too long. Um, I don't know if you've been to um, New Orleans, Louisiana, home of Farmer Ted. Um, I have been there, and in the summertime, it's just a miserable place to be. Miserable place to be. It's hot and sticky, and it's it's okay there up until about March. So here's the thing. I mean, these are the dog days if you live in the Pittsburgh area, the Pennsylvania area, whether you live up in Connecticut or New York. Um, these are the where most of the people live, really, in the country. I mean. A lot of people live in California now, but the still the most densely populated areas are in the Northeast, where the country started. Um, you have a city that basically lasts all the way up to Boston and all the way down to Baltimore. But that's stretching a little bit further, um, because if you go south of Baltimore, you'll notice that Virginia is pretty populated now, you know, because of Washington, D.C., for much of Virginia. And then, all right, you'll get into rural Virginia for a while, but you'll notice that um, North Carolina is populated now. There's even football teams in North Carolina now and baseball teams. And I don't know if there's a baseball team, but there's football teams in uh, Carolina, like the Panthers. And um, it, it's just like a lot of people, right? So most of us during this time of the year, there's not much to do. Um, we're not into March Madness yet. Um, we got a week until the Super Bowl, and once the Super Bowl's done, then you know, then we're really in dire straits. You know, all we have is Valentine's Day, and if you're dating someone like early on, you know, a lot of people break up prior to Valentine's Day because girls are thinking, "Hey, this this guy's not, you know, he's not the guy for me." You know, why go on another date and have to go through all this Valentine's Day crap? So you get a lot of breakups, you know, if you're going through the dating thing around Valentine's Day. It's just, frankly, it's, it is a depressing time of the year. And it's a time when you can feel like isolated and depressed, you know, because there's not much going on. You may have watched every single movie that you want to watch on streaming, you know, whether it be Apple TV or you might have all the streaming services. You might even still have cable TV because you like to watch sports. But even the sports this year are pretty depressing at this time of the year. I mean, like I said, you can watch college basketball, but it really doesn't mean that much until you get into March Madness. I mean, unless you're betting on the game, the interest in college basketball is probably pretty small, unless you went to a college that's good, like Xavier, you know, or maybe even Pitt or something like that. Then you can watch your own team. You know, you have a team to root for, and it might still be fun, you know. 
Maybe you even root for a team like Duquesne. I don't know. But for me, you know, we're not into baseball season yet. Um, The players haven't reported yet. Nothing is happening. I mean, you can make things up. You can make up the fact to yourself that things have changed on the Brian Reynolds front. Um, Because I guess the general manager, who I really don't like, Ben Sherrington, I guess he came out and said, what what do you think he's going to say, you know? He's trying to get the most trade value value he can for Brian Reynolds. And you're not going to get that in the offseason. And I've mentioned that on podcasts before. And people have disagreed with me. Um, but you're, you're going to get your best trade value at the trade deadline. And the reason is because teams know if they're within strike. The teams that are trying to win, not like the Pirates. I'm talking about teams that are actually, they make it a priority to win which is a crazy thing to think about. But some of the baseball teams out there really, really want to win a World Series. I mean, this is actually their priority, believe it or not, is to win a World Series. And that's, I mentioned like the six or seven teams in the National League that that do that. And there's probably even more in the American League um, because you have four teams just out of the American League East that usually make a run for the World Series. Uh, And that is Tampa, Boston, Toronto and um, the Yankees. And yeah, Toronto hasn't had the best luck. But they, I mean, they did win the World Series in 1993. I know because they beat the Phillies and I was listening to it on the radio with a bunch of friends um, drinking some beer up in the Poconos. Um, And I know that they have made it to the World Series since. And I know that they have a lot of fans because if you remember, there was a shit ton of Blue Jays fans all the way down in Pittsburgh last year. You know, they came all the way from um, Canada to vacation in Pittsburgh. So many people from Toronto came to vacation in Pittsburgh over that time um, to root for the Blue Jays. You know, we sold like 25,000 tickets, I think, on the weekend games against the Blue Jays. It was something crazy, you know. The fans that went to that game said um, even more so than the Phillies, um, where you hear let's go Phillies chants sometimes at PNC Park. Um, there was a lot of Blue Jays fans, you know, maybe even more so than the Phillies series, um, because a lot of Pirates fans come out to that Phillies series. It's just a lot of fun. It's over my birthday. It's July 30th. Summer is pumping at that point, right? End of July, early August. It's the opposite of where we are right now, where nothing is pumping, you know? I mean, you can go out to the bar. Yesterday, I was feeling kind of mundane. I didn't feel like going to my wife's um, in-laws. Um, you know, and I was just feeling, I hate to feel bored because I try to, I try to like take advantage of the quiet and use it to, I don't know, either this, just like, um, reflect on things or meditate a little bit, but it was getting on my nerves a little bit. You know what it probably was? I was getting a little bit of, um, cabin fever, which you're, you know, you're likely to get this time of the year. So I went out and I got a, um, I went to one of these burger joints uh, it was called Jack's Burger Bar. And I don't know, I mentioned this last year on my podcast. Some of Pittsburgh has some of the best burger bars, especially if you go in the city. You know, I know that down by the Strip District, there's a couple. But really, throughout the city of Pittsburgh, um, there's these burger bars. Um, and they make these really good gourmet burgers, you know. They really take it seriously as far as putting together like the perfect burger. And they're very good. And they usually make good fries with it too, you know, like fresh cut fries. Um, and they call it the Pitts Burger, P-I-T-T-S, and then burger. 
And that's one thing that Pittsburgh is really good for, wings. Um, not so much pizza. Pizza is more of like a Philadelphia thing. Um, but wings and hamburgers, you know. And then, then when you go to Chicago, you know, they're, they're into the burritos, you know. And when you go to Milwaukee, let's, let's just say this is what you should do, by the way, if you're young and single. You should try to go to all the ballparks, at least in the, in the Pittsburgh Pirates division, right? If you go to Chicago... The Chicago-style hot dogs are great on game day. Um, there's a place right around the corner from the stadium that serves some great Chicago-style hot dogs, which I loved because they put everything on it. Pickles, relish, lettuce, tomato. Um, it is more than just a hot dog. You know, it's like a hoagie within a hot dog. Um, but Chicago also has burritos the, sty- the, the size of your head, you know. So those are probably big things. And if you want to try Chicago-style pizza, you know, it's more like a um, like a cherry pie thickness, but it's pizza. Um, you can do that as well. You know, Pizzeria Uno obviously was started in Pittsburgh or in in Chicago, and a lot of places still have Chicago style pizza. Milwaukee, like I said, you have brats and burgers. It was all about the beef and cheese when you go to Milwaukee. St. Louis is all about the barbecue. Um, so you get um, dry bar- dry barbecue. Or you could get just like um, more moist barbecue. But it's more about like the barbecue sauce and stuff when you go to St. Louis. And um, that's what you could do, you know. Go see the Pirates play in other places. And if you go see them in Philly, which is just a quick ride down the turnpike. um, A boring ride, but not a long ride. Um, Philly has some really great pizza. Um, There's a place called Lorenzo's on South Street where I used to live. Um... And Philly has fantastic hoagies, right? So to me, it's about the pizza and hoagies. The cheesesteaks are somewhat overrated, I think. You know, from living in Philadelphia, like, I don't like cheesesteaks because they're so greasy. But you you could try out a cheesesteak at the ballpark, actually. You could get good pizza at the ballpark. Or you could get um, really any of those Philadelphia-type things, like an Italian hoagie at the ballpark. But really, if you're going to get a good Italian hoagie, just go to any one of the places like in the city, you know, in South Philadelphia, not actually in the ballpark. And you'll get like a real live, cold, like delicious Italian hoagie. You know, I don't know how they do it, but, you know, it's just really, really, really good thing to eat. But anyway, I don't know how I got off at of that tangent. But the Brian Reynolds situation has not changed at all. I mean, what would you expect Ben Sherrington to say? He's trying to maximize what he's going to get out of this trade. So he's going to say, we're happy with Brian Reynolds. You know, we won him with us. Obviously, we're a better team with Brian Reynolds, and Brian Reynolds is a big part of what we're doing here. I mean, that's just what he's going to say. Now, a lot of people on Pirates Twitter, just maybe because there's nothing going on right now, but they went with that because they're hopeful and they're thinking that maybe, um, you know, I, I was a little surprised with is um, the guy from, uh, I think the guy's name is Ethan on Locked on Pirates. Um, he really got sucked into it thinking that uh, because some of the fans will say this, you know, that it's just a negotiating ploy and he's still going to stay with the Pirates. You know, he's just trying to get more money. Um, that's kind of nonsense, really, because 95 percent of the time that someone says, I want to be traded, they get traded. And if you look in the history of Pittsburgh, they have never given out a hundred million dollar deal. And Reynolds isn't signing for anything less than $120 million, although I think he's more likely wants at least $130 million. But at this point, I think he's also 
come to the conclusion that he's not going to get that from Pittsburgh. So, I mean, the ship has generally sailed already. But as we see with Pittsburgh Pirates fans, um, up until the point where the guy is actually traded, um, they still either don't talk about it or they just have hope. They just let themselves hope for some reason, you know, that um, the guy will stay. And, I, you know, enjoy your time with Brian Reynolds. But he's likely, and I said this, most likely, like if you're setting betting odds, most likely he's going at this year's trading deadline. That's another thing I can look forward to, though, is when I'm in Pittsburgh with my wife, you know, over those four or five days when the Phillies are playing the Pirates, it's also July 30th weekend. So it's also the um, the trade deadline. So it's a very exciting time, you know. You got the trade deadline going on. You have... Um, the Pirates play in the Phillies. Um, so you actually have sold-out games at PNC Park. It's the summertime. You know, we, we go to the Strip. We do a little shopping. Um, we go out and get good food. Like I said, you can get these Pitts burgers. Um, we usually go to one of the original Permanis, you know. Not the one on the Strip anymore because um, there's a big line for that one. It's become sort of like a, um, a place to go. Kind of like when you go into Philadelphia to buy the cheesesteak. You don't want to buy it from certain places because there's a long line because it's just a tourist trap, you know. But you could still go to Permanis um, in Oakland and not have a big line, you know. So don't go to the one in the Strip because it's just over whatever, you know, overexposed. People generally go there because maybe it was the first one, you know. Um, but anyway, you can get you can get good food. Like it is the best week of the year, probably. And I don't really t- make a big deal out of my birthday, but it is the best birthday present. And my wife knows that, that I like to go to Pittsburgh on my birthday, you know. Um, but nothing has changed in the Reynolds front. Um, there were some podcasts that were making a big deal about Termar Johnson. Uh, basically, I looked at it again, and he did really bad in the Florida League, but that was really only a couple weeks. Um, he did okay in the... Um, in Bradenton, where he was very young for Bradenton. He batted 275. You know, he had an OPS of like 850. There was no power, which was kind of surprising. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Tamar Johnson actually won a home run derby at one of these things. Like, he can generate power, even though he's only five foot six. you know? So him and um, Nick Gonzalez are both very short. They're both around 5'7". On average, you know, if you average them out. But you look at them, they look more like 5'6", you know. But in any case, like, neither of these guys can generate a lot of power because of their height. They can win home run derbies, you know. And Nick Gonzalez, has, has he's had a really tough time letting go of the fact that he's going to try to hit home runs. But I'm hoping when he comes into camp next week that he has completely given that up and he's just going to try to hit for average. And I think at some point, that's what you might get from Tamar Johnson. Because when he faced actual pitching um, in his 56 at-bats at Bradenton last year, there were no home runs and there were four or five doubles. So, you know, he, he at the age 18, you know, he's like a 20-double-a-year guy, maybe a smattering of home runs, but probably less than the eight that you got from um, – from John, uh, Key Brian Hayes last year. You know what I mean? So he's not going to be a home run hitter. They could try making him into a shortstop. You know, I think, like I said, if 
if um, Ben Sherrington is making his big plan and his big crystal ball, he's, he's probably hoping that when he trades O'Neill Cruz in 2026, that um, Termar Johnson will come up and be the shortstop. You know, and it could be like a look at this, not that. Kind of like they did with Reynolds getting traded. They signed um, Andrew McCutcheon. So it's like, look at Andrew McCutcheon. Don't look at the fact that Reynolds, Reynolds is leaving, you know. And it, it might be another kind of look at this, not that, you know. That um, one of the more popular players, O'Neill Cruz, is probably going to be traded in 2026. Um, but at the same time, maybe Termar Johnson is really coming into his own. And he is the future at shortstop. And that's what you're going to look at, you know. So... Um, I don't know. They want him to be a shortstop. He's always been listed as a second baseman. Um, he doesn't have the strongest arm, you know. But hey, at least he's not this tall six foot eight shortstop like Ella De La Cruz and O'Neill Cruz, you know, trying to redefine the position. Um, we'll have to see if either of those guys actually sticks at shortstop. Um, but, you know, I mention those guys almost every podcast that I can't wait to see those guys play against each other because the power that those guys have. Um, and the ability to generate offense that those guys have, you know, it could be very exciting to see. Uh, they both strike out a lot. But again, if you don't follow, if you only follow the Pirates, you should um, just Google Ellie De La Cruz and see what he did last year. Um, his numbers were um, remarkable, you know. And maybe that's why there's still some betting places out there that have the Reds being better than the Pirates this year. Uh, maybe they're thinking Ellie De La Cruz comes up. And they're thinking that um, some of these young pitchers, you know, step take a step forward for the Reds. Personally, me looking at it, at least with all the one-year deals, the Pirates are better than the Reds on paper right now. You know, unless they have some injuries uh, or unless guys just really take a step back. You know, I think that's going to happen. Um, but that's Termar Johnson. We don't know what he's going to be. I don't think he's going to hit for a lot of power. Um, I think he's likely to hit, you know. But he's only 18 years old and he's got 50 at bat. So projecting what he's going to do is, you know, you can't do it. Um, Tom Harrington, the second uh, pick. I haven't talked about him a lot. Most of the time I forget his name. But he was drafted in the first round. Uh, he was like one of these um, between first and second round picks. Because our second round pick, I think, was um, some some pitcher that has to go for Tommy John surgery. Um, but he was um, kind of a long shot, to be honest with you. Tom Harrington is somewhat of a long shot, you know. He might, like if you combine him with Jared Jones, a similar guy, you know, a right-hander with good stuff. Um, if you combine both of them, you still have less of a 50% chance of either of them, you know, if you did a parlay on them, of either of them becoming a starting pitcher in the major leagues, you know. Um, they just, it's just hard to, for right-handers to become starting pitchers. There's only like, um, 30 teams. There's three of them for a team. There's only like 90 of those guys. And unless guys are retiring, there's not many new guys coming in. You know, it's a real long shot, which just shows you the biggest long shot is a high school guy, a high school right-hander, which is why Michael Burroughs is the, the biggest long shot you could possibly imagine. And he has a chance to be a starting pitcher. And he's worked his butt off, you know. So good for him. But yeah, somebody like Thomas Harrington, he's not a high school guy. But he, the college, now, um, Tamar Johnson is from Atlanta, right? A pretty big area. Um, 
Tom Harrington is from um, a small town in um, North Carolina. Uh, it's called Blues Creek. And he went to a small university called Campbell. Now, Campbell doesn't have many good teams in their division. You know, it's a lot of just really, really small towns like Gardner Webb and stuff like that. You know, it's not like serious, um, you know, competition. And he didn't pitch last year. You know, so we know nothing of Thomas Harrington other than, you know, he tries to throw four pitches. So he's, he really wants to be a starting pitcher as far as his mix or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he played for Campbell. His ERA was um, a three, you know, on average of his two years. Um, I don't think he walked a lot of guys, you know. So that was one thing he's known for is having really good control. And, you know, he struck out some guys. He always kept a low whip. But we really have no idea what Thomas Harrington's going to be. So I guess, you know, that's a guy we're looking forward to seeing. I really didn't notice if he was invited to spring training or not. Um, I imagine he's going to be there, but I don't know if he's going to actually be in any of the games. But, I mean, the guy's going to be 22 years old. So you would hope, if you have any hope of this guy making the major leagues, you would hope that he was playing in some of the spring training games. And you would hope that he takes a big step forward this year, you know, because he's an older guy. And he's a long shot, you know. He never has never faced real competition. It's not like he's in the ACC. You know, it's not like he's in um, any of these Florida leagues or California leagues. He went to Campbell. So we really have no idea how he's going to do. Um, and we've got to put him in the exact same boat as Carmen Majinski, you know, who already is sort of on the tail end. Like, you're not thinking about him as a starter anymore. You're hoping that maybe he develops and develops into, like, a Captain Underpants or something like that. A Jared Jones, who this is probably your last year of thinking of him as a starter. And he would be more of a developing into, like, a setup guy, you know, because he throws hard. And then you got Tom Harrington, you know. This year, if he really lights it up and goes, like, you know, 24-3 and three or something, <clears throat> then you can really think about him being a starter in the majors. But otherwise, you know, odds are he's going to be one of these middle relief types if he makes it to the major leagues. It's just sad but true, you know. I mean, look at Eddie Yeen, man. That dude ain't going to make it anywhere, you know. Look at um, that other guy that we, you know, really projected to be something good um, because he threw hard. He threw 100 miles an hour. That's how you know him, you know. He He was rumored to have thrown 100 miles an hour at a game in, um, in the spring. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was, it literally was just on the tip of my tongue. Um, but yeah, he just never really threw accurately enough. Eddie Yeem was just terrible, you know, the whole time, but this guy, you know, he's a reliever now and he still doesn't throw accurately enough to be a reliever. So he's a long shot to have any kind of, um, future in the major leagues. And we did not protect him either. And nobody took him, you know, that should tell you something. I just can't remember the dude's name. But he's the guy that threw 100 miles an hour. And a year ago today, a lot of guys were still hyping him up. Like Pirates guys were still hyping him up to be in their top 10. you know. But after another bad year, he's not in a top anything. So, I mean, that's basically what we're looking at, man. It's the dog days. I'm going to be honest with you. There's nothing to talk about. you know. None of these podcasts are going to have anything to talk about. It's why the listens are down this time of year on podcasts, you know. And I'm just basically saying what's on my mind, which is a, it's a, a dead, 
ass boring time of the year and just concentrate on food, man. You know, <laughs> food, the, this is when people gain weight, you know, and then they try to lose weight because they have a trip to the ocean city, uh, Maryland, um, sometime in May, you know, so you're desperately trying to lose weight once the baseball season starts. But this is when most people sit around, they gain weight, they try to find something to watch on TV. You know, they're betting college basketball, which I hope to do in March, but I don't really have the money for it, so I probably won't. And that's it, man. That is the only thing that is going on here. There is nothing to see here. Nothing new with Reynolds, despite, you know, what people are saying on Twitter. There's nothing new with any of these guys. We won't know anything for at least a week until people report. And then maybe we'll hear, you know, a couple guys that are having trouble with injuries and whatnot. You know, I'm sure Stumpy will have some reports from down there. So enjoy your time. Enjoy, you know, hopefully we get through this month of February unscathed because it is the most boring, terrible month of the year. And uh, God love you. The devil loves you. The dogs love you. Peace out.